Let's get nuts. Here I am. Hey, hey, hey. What's happening, everybody? What? Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Welcome to Film Junkie Live. Thank you, everybody, for uh, joining in. Yep, had some technical difficulties happen yesterday, you know, just the uh, craziness that's a uh, technology, I tell you. Um, but I mean, I think the first thing that you guys probably will see is the fact that, hey, what's going on with the background? The background is a little bit different. Uh, yeah, that's right. The background is different. So uh, basically, I uh, got rid of the green screen, finally. You know, got rid of the green screen. I've been thinking about getting rid of the green screen for a while. You know, I've had the green screen forever, served its purpose. But then, you know, I finally, after yesterday and just kind of rearranging some things, I was like, you know what? Let's get rid of the green screen and then let's put some things behind me. You know, so there you go. Background is different. That is right. How we doing out there? You guys good? All right. People rolling in right now. What's going on? Game City Savior. I'm also using StreamYard. I'll talk about like, you know, all the stuff that happened when it came to yesterday and no show yesterday. Hey, Dave, kind of like how Blue Beetle got a hint of Spy Kids feeling, but way more dangerous because I like those original three films. Never really got into Spy Kids, even though I like Robert Rodriguez, you know. So by the way, Blue Beetle must be popular enough that autocorrect knows it should be capitalized. Well, you know, there that is something. That definitely something. We got Ryan here too. Good to see you. What's going on, Droga? Who else is excited for his activated Christmas with Mebel Rune? That's right. It's good times. Ahoy, ahoy, Mr. Jason McKenzie. That's right. Well, we'll be talking about that trailer tonight. We got Mr. Venom right here. Good to see you. And we got Dark and Son of the Wind. What's up, Dave? I can't stay, but just wanted to say hi and show support. Well, hi to you. Eleanor, 3010. Yeah, exactly. Rebel Moon. Stephanie T, Rebel Moon. What is happening? Hey, Dave. Let the Rebel Moon hype begin. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Hola. How's it going? Assembly required. I like your name. New background. Yes, there it is. Hi, there's Miss Nighthawk, Steph. Good to see you. Hi. Uh, nice background. Thank you. Yes, we'll talk about it just a little bit more. Uh, we got Cortez right here. Does, doesn't it? What's going on, Shamagic? Good to see ya. All right, who else we got here? We got Mr. Nobody. Can Blue Beetle break even? I hope it does. I think we all are really rooting for the little guy, you know? The main man, Dano. What is going on? I'm, eh. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, you're too kind, sir. Adrian, what is going on? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good, you know, trying to uh, still keep that pirate ship going, even though it's like the difficulties of, ah, but I'll explain that in just a little bit. Hearing that James Gunn will get fired after Aquaman flops. I'm not hearing that, but, uh, you know, let's face it. He's got a tough, tough road ahead of him. So, I mean, there's all, I mean, you never know when it comes to Hollywood. I'm not going to say like that's oh, bullshit up to bullshit. Now it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, it's like, oh, 
Uh, Blue Beetle was uh, the best CBM I've seen all year. Was it? Yeah, okay. See, I still see. I'm, I don't care what anybody says. I'm still. I, I still really like the Flash. I did. It's a bang. Hope everyone's good. Rebel Moon looking good. That's right. That Rebel Moon trailer looked awesome. Can't wait. In part two, only four months later. Sci-fi fans are getting fed good. Also with other releases like The Creator next month and Dune 2. Yes, there's a lot of like really good sci-fi that's going to be coming out. Cannot wait. Ah, the dishes. Damn dishes. I know. Uh, you need a dishwasher. Just saying. You know, I try to be when I'm there, at least. You know, just saying. Hey. What's up? What's going on? We got Azteca talking to everybody right here. Who else we got? Yes. Twinsies saying all that stuff. But yes, guys, as people start rolling in here. But yes, yesterday there was no show. Yeah, because uh, I was having technical. I don't know what um, is going on with my computer. You know, it's only about two, two and a half years old. But I think I've like, I, I, I don't know if I've... Uh, done just so much streaming and editing and and uh you know downloaded so much foot porn um i'm just kidding um no but uh yeah but uh no i just think like i've like i've beaten this damn computer to death almost like so much where i'm just kind of wondering if things are just kind of you know getting a little we're like oh shit i need to like upgrade some things now so over the weekend i tried to you know rearrange some things and try to organize and whatever the hell and I don't know if like that, and I updated things on my computer. So then when I, because I usually, because I'm using StreamYard right now. I'm using StreamYard as I use for the Vodka stream and the DC uh, animated stream. Um, so I'm using that right now, which is just the, the the easiest. It's always the backup because because it's internet-based. It's very easy to use, very easy, whatever the heck. But when I do Film Chunky Live, I use my Streamlabs OBS software. And that's why it's all like, you know, fancier stuff. And I can have like, you know, drops and everything and and just do all that. And when I opened it up yesterday, for some reason, when I turned, when I had the camera window on, everything would just lag. It would just lag like crazy. So, so when I'm seeing my, the image of my camera, it is all choppy and just like, you know, it's all, it was just... I was like, what the heck? Because it wasn't doing that last week. So everything was all choppy. So then, of course, I was testing it out. I did like a test, you know, live stream to see what it looked like. I recorded because I always record my streams, obviously. So then I could clip everything out. And the quality was just not there. So it wasn't like it was choppy when it when it was streaming and recorded, but the quality was pixely. So I don't know what the heck's going on with when it comes to all that. I know. Freaking technology, I tell you what. It's been a pain in the ass. So that's why there wasn't a stream yesterday. I was trying to figure it out. And I'm like, all right, guess I'm gonna have to resort back to StreamYard and just utilize this. And and the the issue isn't resolved. I think uh even like when I recorded, I used StreamYard to record my Rebel Moon trailer reaction, and it was a little choppy even then. So I don't know. If I, if I have to like take this thing and get it like upgraded, get it, you know, just just really dive into what was going on when it comes to all this. So it's just, I don't know. I don't know, but it's fine. You know, StreamYard is always good. Of course, the things aren't fancy. We're getting more bare bones. 
when it comes to this more bare bones when it comes to um when it comes to film junkie live it's you know nothing wrong with that right but uh it's gonna get it's gonna take a little bit getting used to so but yeah and then in the middle of all that i was like you know what the green screen let's get rid of it you know i think i'm gonna set up the green screen in my room of my apartment so if i want to do like a sketch or something like that with the green screen i could have it in there and do that in there because i you know obviously i'm like it's just right now i have I, I mean for a while i haven't had time to just you know do some sketches and stuff but hopefully maybe in the future so i was like all right let's just remove the green screen behind me and then let's put some stuff that i've had that i haven't hung up yet so so yeah i mean obviously we got this plywood american flag that has uh zach center justice league a fan gave this to me he uh made this and sent this to me i i had it over there and i think i i talked about it on the vodka stream when i got it sent to me i've had it for a while but had that had this uh spider-man you know all the three spider-man picture right here that i got for like i think i got last christmas or my birthday or something like that i don't know i actually had this this right here this film junkie picture like that was drawn somebody gave this to me that i used to work with a long time ago i've had it since and i was like you know what let's put it behind me yeah somebody a co-worker's cousin made this for me he was a fan of my channel so he gave me that and then of course i got this recently alcohol beverages and then of course it says yeah that, there we go yeah you can't see it my head's in the way my other head not that head get out of here all right with your nonsense but yeah so that's what it's gonna look like now it's like i figured the green screen all right we'll get rid of that so there you go that's what it's all about is trying to just like all right let's move things into a different yeah but it was frustrating yesterday it was so i apologize but yes let's get right to it have you cleaned it out what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about there, Miss Nighthawk, but okay. Cleaned what out? All right. The WB opening was gorgeous. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. That was in Havasu when we got that one. So need some fancy LED lights like Ben. Yeah. See, that's the thing, though, because, yeah, Ben's setup is pretty good. But he he has more like his background is is further back, so it's easier to do that. It's going to be difficult because I have a light right here and a light right there, and I mean it's not that far back, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Ah, my computer. Okay. Okay. Um. But um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah, I have. I did. I did over the weekend. I did a lot of things over the weekend. When it came to my computer over the weekend, I I I deleted a bunch of shit because you know I have videos all over the place, and I'm like, all right, don't need that, don't need that. Deleted a bunch of videos, and and then I ran some updates, and I'm thinking that one of those updates that I ran messed something up. Maybe I don't know. And then of course I was like organizing things and i did unplug some things i don't know things just went a little wonky when it came to you know so it's just like one of those things where it's just like i don't know what happened and see that's the thing it's like anytime i do stuff like that i need to like open up my software to make sure it's working correctly 
So then when I opened it up yesterday, which of course was like, you know, an hour and 15 minutes before I was going to go live or not really that it was, it was like two hours before I was going to go live. I opened it up and all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, it's just running like shit. And I'm like, okay, great. I even updated that over the weekend. So that could have been a possibility too. There's so many things, but it's all right. We're still going to be talking all this stuff and everything. So put some uh, LEDs on the floor. Yeah. I just don't know what the lighting is. It going to actually show but you might, you know, could be something. Could be something. I don't know. I've, uh, you know, because I remember I even tried, you know, looking at, I mean, you can't even tell really that this light is on. I guess you could tell a little bit, but anyways, enough with the background. We're here. We're here. We're queer. And we're going to uh, talk about all the stuff that's happened today. Obviously, we're going to be talking about uh, some DCU rumors and debunks from Mr. James Gunn. We're going to be going over that Rebel Moon beautiful bean footage. And we're going to be talking about the Blue Beetle box office. And then an interesting thing that the Blue Beetle director said about Matt Reeves' universe. So, all right. So let's get into it already. So hmm, let's see here. All right. So now I got to do... Make sure we're good. All right, here we go. We're gonna talk. We're gonna first start off with this. And thank you for saying nice shirt, Nate. I know I can actually see. That's the thing. Not having a green screen behind me, I can wear a shirt that has green on it now, guys. Because a little, you know, little education when it comes to green screens. If you have something that has green on your shirt, it'll become transparent because there's a, you know, the the software that the, the it's called chroma key where it takes, you know, obviously takes out the green in the background. So, yeah. So if I were to wear this shirt and I still had the green background, it would look very funky. If I had this, you start seeing my background right here. Somebody clip this out. I'm rubbing myself. I don't know what's going on today. Anyways, take a deep breath. Three notes. All right. But I'm just saying, yeah. Blame the hurricane. Yes, exactly. We should bring, by the way, <laughs> All right, so Hurricane Hillary, obviously it was hitting Southern California. I said it on Twitter, it had better marketing than both Blue Beetle and The Flash. My God, the marketing for Hurricane Hillary was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Like, it was like, oh, you better, you know, people were like preparing. People were going to the store. I even went to the store. I went to the store too. Like, I had lunch uh, with one of my uh, good friends on Saturday. And when I got done, I just went right to the store. I was like, you know what? I might as well, because it's going to be like, apparently it's going to be crappy the next couple of days. So I went to the store and got groceries for at least, you know, a few days. And then I was like, all right, well, let's see what happens. And it's just rained a lot. That's it. Where I was living, it just really just rained a lot. No thunder, no lightning, no nothing, man. The marketing was selling, was selling just like, I thought I was going to be Lieutenant Dan, you know, on top of that boat, just like with the American flag shirtless with a headband, just going ah, and just yelling. I was going to go outside into the parking lot of my apartment complex and just be like, yeah, let's do this and just freaking start yelling at everything. But nope, it was just rain. It just rained. And then I thought, OK, rained a lot. Sure. And there was still some significant flooding that happened in a lot of places, uh, not here too much. And then I was like, all right, is it going to get worse? And then Monday, and then Monday morning, nothing really. 
and it was like gloomy still. And then the sun came out by noon and it's been out since. I will say, though, after a, uh, a storm, goddamn, is everything beautiful in California. The sky is just so blue. The mountains are clear. Everything is just clear. So it did wash out all that. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> when it came, okay, stood in the street. Yeah, I, I mean, it didn't, it, I don't know, it didn't get that. Didn't get that crazy here, so. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's get to the tweets. All right, so let me see here. I got to do it like this because obviously there's a lot to talk about when it comes to all this. All right, let's do it like this. Hold on, let me just adjust that. All right, here we go. All right, let's start off with this right here. The Flash. <laughs> so there was a new article that came out when it came to The Flash and the fact that The Flash is going to be showing up on Max this week when it comes to streaming. So you'll be able to watch it whenever you want to if you have Max. And, uh, you know, nothing wrong with that. I'll probably put it on. I like, it. like I said, The Flash is one of those movies. I've seen it three times. It's one of those movies. And, and again, I, I mean, I... I enjoyed it more than Blue Beetle, I will say. I enjoyed it, of course, and I enjoyed Blue Beetle more than Shazam, Fury of the Gods. But I'm just saying that when it comes to The Flash, and I still stick with this, it's just one of those movies where it's like, yeah, it's I could put it on and just have it on in the background. It's one of those movies where it's like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, I like a lot of what's happening in this movie. Yeah, sure, it's not like perfect. Absolutely. But it's going to be one of those things where now I can just fire it up whenever I want to on Max. And it's supposed to be showing up, I think, in a couple of days. I think the 25th or the end of the week. I don't know. But it's supposed to be showing up. But that just means that, yes, the Flash is no longer going to be in the at the box office. So the film has grossed $268 million at the worldwide box office. Crazy. Crazy. I remember at one point, I mean, and I'll eat the crow. I don't care. I thought that it had potential to reach a billion dollars. I thought it was going to, eh, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe it was going to top off at like a 700 million something. Maybe I was like, I was like thinking maybe it'll be there. Did not think it was going to end less than 300 million worldwide. Just pretty crazy. Just, I don't know. That's just, where'd they go wrong? But um, yeah. And then of course, that T, the, with the THR article. Now this is just a rough estimate. When it comes to the Flash's budget, because THR was talking about this. And of course, when it comes to like culture crave right here and other various Twitter, Twitter handles, they were basically just like kind of just assuming like because it says in the article that, you know, the, the, the movie budget, the production budget was 200 million. And then, of course, you're supposed to tack on more when it comes to the marketing budget. And so they're saying like, OK, so 300 million. I believe it was more. What have I said? many times what have i said many times and it was the fact that when it came when it comes to like these movies especially when they get reshoots that happen they have to do reshoots extensive reshoots especially when the reshoots require a bunch of vfx Th same thing happened with black adam i mean i know that black adam is like the when it comes to recent dc movies that have not performed well at the box office that one did perform well but at the same time that one also had its budget 
inflated. So anytime they report a budget, production budget, you could tack on, you know, you could tack on 50, 60, up to 100 million. So they did do that. But I think it was actually more because this movie was, how long has The Flash been in production? How long? How much money have did they put into it? Paying different writers, directors, you know, at least like throwing money at some things and ideas and whatever. So, but 268 million worldwide, crazy. And, and then I like the fact that they wrote right here, the only superhero movie that has cost more are Avengers films. That's right. Yikes. Absolutely yikes. But hey, what can you do? What can you do? Logan Paul. Are, are people waking up? People are waking up, right, to Logan Paul? They are. I hope they are. To the fact that it's like, hey, it, why? Why? Are, I mean, Jake Paul, there's also his little brother, but Jake Paul, you know, he's trying to be like a big time boxer and whatever the hell. Uh, maybe that, that's a little bit of a different story, but I mean, they're both pretty, you know, terrible. But when it comes to Logan Paul, are we finally getting to the point where it's like, hey, can we, why, why are these people popular? Why are they popular? Seriously, why are they popular? I mean, Logan Paul, I mean, I get it. I, I, I appreciate the hustle that, sure, that they can, you know, that they put out there to become like who they are and, and the brands that they've created. But I mean, let's face it, Logan Paul, one of his biggest things that he always pushes out there is that stupid prime drink, which nobody should be drinking. It's not good for you. It's a bunch of bullshit in a bottle. And the guy, I think, sleeps with the fucking bottle because anytime you see him on screen, he has to have that a bottle of Prime with him, his drink, his energy drink that is supposed to be like, oh, it's low carb, it's keto friendly, it's all this shit, all the buzzwords. Keto friendly, that's a buzz term. Low carb, all that stuff. And of course, that's all being sold and everything. And you look at the ingredients, you look at people breaking down the ingredients. It's all bullshit. I don't know why I've never had it, never wanted it. I remember my nephew was all about it. And I'm like, oh, there you go. You're, you're his audience, not me, because I'm not going to drink some freaking, you know, chemical, you know, bath of fucking bath water of whatever the fuck is in that bottle. So I, I think people are finally, you know, realizing, I think that I, I hope that people are realizing that Logan Paul is a fucking moron. And apparently he's got a fight coming right now and he's got engaged. And apparently it's been revealed that his fiance has been pretty promiscuous in the past. And that's all been revealed. It's been like, it's been kind of funny. So he has a whole other slew of problems, but he did comment on Oppenheimer. That's right. He saw Oppenheimer and his review when it came to it he didn't like it of course he walked out apparently of oppenheimer because everyone's just talking everyone's just talking that's right guys logan paul who hosts a podcast where everyone is just talking complained about a movie where everyone is just talking oh you gotta love it right yeah ridiculous no logan paul wwe good for him jesus christ but he also doesn't even try to box too he's got a fight coming up i don't know they're ridiculous but i just thought that was funny i just thought that was funny 
Yeah, he shat all over the the movie Nope, saying it was the worst movie ever. Yeah, it's it it's just funny. It's just funny. Meanwhile, I mean, meanwhile he's engaged with somebody who is probably using him for stardom, and they'll be divorced within a year and a half, two years. It's just funny. But then you just kind of laugh at it. But then at the same time, the the you know his net worth is. Who God knows what is it's millions and millions and millions. So somehow he duped. What's funny about Logan Paul is when I first found out about Logan Paul, he got popular on Vine. And I thought he was pretty creative on how he made videos with those six second videos. I was like, wow, that's pretty good. And I actually went down the rabbit hole and he actually did good with that. Now he's just ins insufferable. My God, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But anyways, there you go. Now on to something better. And speaking of Mr. Angel Manuel Soto, who directed Blue Beetle, his next project, that's right, is going to be that buddy cop movie that we are all looking forward to that stars Dave Bautista and Jason Momoa. The Wrecking Crew. Well, it's not like a cop movie, but it's, you know, it's in the vein of a buddy cop movie. But uh, this is good. I'm, I'm glad. Especially, you know... Given the box office of Blue Beetle, which we've talked about, that we're going to be talking about even more. But at the same time, I'm just so glad. I'm like, yeah, seeing these two together, I, I have a feeling this is going to be a very, this is going to be good. It's going to be good. Jason Momoa and Dave Patissa. I think this is going to be something that's going to be pretty damn funny. And I think we're, I think it's going to be entertaining. They're both big, lovable giants that, when they show you, when they smile, when they both smile. I mean, that's the thing. Both Dave Bautista and Jason Momoa, when they both smile, you go, oh, my God, this is a big teddy bear. But when they show you their mean face, you shit yourself and run away. And that's what's going on. That's what happens. Anyways, speaking of shitting yourself, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Get it away. What is this? This was circulating over the weekend. Ugh. Yeah, this came out a couple of days ago. You guys remember uh, Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine? Remember how awful that was? And the fact that the Deadpool movies have made fun of that? Well, here's some concept art of how they were where they they were thinking about doing Deadpool. So we have alien face Deadpool. What the hell is that? But it says Wolverine. Gillis Woodruff. I don't know. It's funny. But yeah, Deadpool, they were thinking about making him look like that at one point. This right here, what the hell is that? So they were like, okay, let's make it more technological. I actually can kind of dig this over here. It is a little interesting. But yeah, look at this. Look at this concept art for a possible looking Deadpool that, whew, who knows what's going on with that. But, the you know, the helmet right here, not too bad. And I'm like, you know. Actually, I would be maybe eh, be kind of interesting. And then, of course, what the hell is <laughs> the Bozo the Clown right here? I don't know what's happening with this. This is kind of what it ended up looking like a little bit, you know, with the, the face. And they were like, hey, let's make the the, the, the skin look like the, the mask of all this. Ugh. Ah, what the hell is that? So they took that early, that, that that first one and added hair to it. What I I don't even know what they were going for right here. Huh? Jesus. That's frightening. Absolutely frightening. But hey, 
concept art, guys. Concept art. You got to love concept art. I love seeing concept art, especially for these superhero movies or any kind of sci-fi movie, because it's a concept. And it and what I love about concept is like, yeah, I just like to get into the brain of these artists and these filmmakers, creators and everything. What were they thinking at first? And they're like, wait a minute. Once they drew it out, they're probably like, well, that doesn't fucking work. Because that is just, what the hell? That is insane looking. Look at that. Look at the date on that. October 23rd, 2007. Boy. So I think the best concept art was at least this. Because he had a full-on like costume and an actual cow helmet that represented Deadpool a little bit. The other ones are just pure freaking dog shit. Holy Lord. Thank God we got... We, you know, after X-Men Origins, I mean, we still got uh, Ryan Reynolds and we still have a legit, we still have a very legit Deadpool costume. Thank God. Thank God. And we're getting more, which is great. David Ayer. All right. David Ayer continues, continues promoting his Ayer cut, which obviously we want to all see. And, you know, sadly... And I will say this, that what worries me about the fact that Blue Beetle is not performing that well, and I don't know, maybe it'll, who knows when it comes to Blue Beetle, but I'm just, I do kind of worry that when it comes to the struggles of DC, that anytime that now we have three movies that just not performing well at the box office this year, and with the, the whole change with James Gunn coming in and DC Studios and whatnot, that they're just going to be not pushing any kind of money into anything else. I was really hoping that Blue Beetle at least would try to like, you know, would, would make something, especially in the international market, that maybe it would kind of warrant like, hey, look at that. We're, we're, hey, we're getting some boost. We're getting, you know, the DCU is getting a boost. So why not release some air cut in the future now it might not show up for another three years till like the 10 year anniversary which i know that's the word on the digital streets out there even stuff that i was hearing and i was like okay so if it doesn't happen now it happens in three years 10 year anniversary cool but i'm like kind of worried about that but david ayer of course is still pushing for it and uh somebody right here said that uh photography complete as in the edit isn't done and david ayer said edit Complete, which I think I've even talked about too. Let's see what else uh, Ayer's been talking about when it comes to all this. But uh, I was just kind of like, all right, yeah, the edit's complete. He's got the movie. He just has, he has to finish the VFX. That's it. The VFX, that's all he's got to finish. I don't know if he talked more about that. So, yeah, I don't think he talked more about it, but maybe not. Maybe that was it. Okay, yeah, he did talk a little bit more about it, so... Uh, this is one of the other things that he actually said right here. He said, Studio Cut was commercially successful, made incredible box office, and spawned numerous follow-on films. My issue is there is a vastly different version to be enjoyed and shared with the world. You would be shocked at how profoundly different and more playable my cut is. More playable. I love that. Good job, Ayer. Say that. More playable. Oh, and this is from somebody who said, simple and direct answer and uh, the matter uh, 
that bad thing is when there are directors out there who don't accept that they have bad ideas. He blames the lack of success on something by saying that the public didn't get his idea to brilliant, too brilliant for the uh, common mind. But that's great. I just love the fact that David Ayer was like, hmm, vastly. You know, he's, he's just pushing. He's pushing it, guys. And then, of course, uh, somebody said right here, would the version you have been more in line with the original trailer by any chance? The original Comic-Con trailer, yes. It represented the tone and style. We've heard that before. We've heard that before. So, And then just continuing what he was saying right here, he said, uh, somebody asked right here, Brian, again, how done was your cut and what was the length? How much of it did you not finish shooting? It is complete. All photography complete. So he just needs money to finish the BFX especially in the final act. What is that number? From what I gathered, six to seven million dollars. But now that Blue Beetle, it's not going to, Blue Beetle doesn't end up being like, you know, profitable. Who knows? Again, it's like, it's like a DC movie needs to have a win and we have not had wins in the box office category when it comes to DC movies. That's the problem. So if they're going to start throwing money at some old things right here, it might, that's where the issue is. That's where the issue is. That's sadly where the issue is. And speaking of DC movies, I thought I, I had to show you guys this just in case you didn't see it. Look at this poster right here. My God, look at this. This is a beautiful poster for Zack Snyder's Justice League right here. Oh, I love that. Look at that. They're lined up right here. It's all in black and white. You got a mother box right here. You got Superman up here, even though you got like his, you got Superman's silhouette right here, which is cool too. You got another mother box right there. And then the third, you know, all three mother boxes right here. This is a, just, I just wanted to share this. I'm like beautiful, absolutely beautiful right here. So pretty, so pretty. Okay. Just looking, make sure looking at my notes, make sure I got good. And speaking of Warner Brothers, fucking up. <laughs> oh man, Warner Brothers just yeah, they, they Barbie is a huge win for them, a billion dollar movie that's continuing to make them money. And then all of a sudden, you got something right here, another another franchise, a successful franchise from Warner Brothers. Okay. The Conjuring franchise from Warner Brothers is successful, but somehow you're fucking this up too. You're fucking this up too. How? How are you going to fuck this up? But here we go right here, guys. The actress that plays the nun, which is Bonnie Ahrens, says she's suing Warner Brothers for allegedly hiding the true amount of money they have made off of merchandise which feature her character. Her contract includes revenue made from selling of merchandise. <laughs> Now, obviously, we don't know the logistics of all this. I mean, it could just be her just going like, I want more. I want more. You know, that's my face. I want more. I want more. Could very much be that. But Warner Brothers track record and the fact that they are just in debt, I would not put this past them. That's the sad part. When I see something like this, when I see something like this, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They just can't catch a break, can they? It's just like nonstop. 
Not only is that, but not only are they hiding those numbers of probably merchandise sales from her, maybe, but they, I mean, let's, let's face it, when it comes to streaming numbers with all the companies, not just Warner Brothers, Disney, Netflix, all of them, all of them. I mean, they put numbers out there, but are they the true numbers? Nobody could really check. It's all just a shit show. This is what's happening right now when it comes to Hollywood, man. But yeah, exactly. I would not be surprised that they were hiding this from her. They're like, ah, whatever. How, how do we know? And for, for all we know, yeah, there's been a ton of merchandise sold. I mean, you know, she's a pretty lady, but man, you put her in that nun get up with all that freaky, absolutely freaky. So, boy, but hopefully this is something that's good. And I think it might be when it comes to Godzilla in that whole monster verse, Godzilla verse, whatever you want to call it, because I mean, obviously it started in. Godzilla 2014, I think is absolutely fantastic. And I know some people are like, eh, it's boring. And I'm like, no, I thought it was great. I mean, I didn't, there's things that, yeah, that I can complain about it. Apparently Aaron Taylor Johnson says he, he didn't really care for that role, but I'm like, yeah, that really, there's something about Godzilla 2014, which is man, nine years ago. Crazy to think about. I, it, I could still watch and I just really appreciate that movie. I thought, um, who directed it? Was it Gareth Edwards or Gavin? I always get the, the director always, you know, I always get them mixed up, but yeah, somebody tell me in the chat, but, uh, apparently, I know, obviously we have this series that's going to be coming out. That's going to be revolving around off all of this Godzilla spinoff series called Monarch legacy of, of monsters. And this is, this is awesome because it's going to time jump. And how perfect is this? How perfect is this is the fact that they're going to have father and son. That's right. They're going to have father and son. So we have, uh, what's his name? I, I totally, you know, we got Kurt Russell and then we got, ah, what's his name? Somebody, somebody else. Gareth Edwards did direct that. Thank you. But um, obviously we're going to have Kurt Russell playing the older version, the present day version. And then we're going to have his son. God, I'm totally drawn. I had it and then I lost it. But I thought perfect because they have the exact same eyes. The exact same. And I'm like, all right, this is absolutely perfect. So good job. Good job right here. Wyatt. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. Wyatt Russell. And thank you, Stephanie. You said it too. Um, yes, Wyatt Russell. So I thought that it was like, all right, that's perfect right there. Perfect. Because at first I thought they were just both in the series. And maybe they were playing father and son. But when I heard, like, but it, when it was revealed that it's going to be a time jump and they're playing the same character, I went, yes, yes, I love that. I love that. So good on them. Good on them. All right. And then let's, you know, we're going to be talking about some Blue Beetles. So let's talk about some heartwarming Blue Beetleness right here. I mean, again, I, I, as much as I was like, all right, did I, did I think the movie was like, oh, no, I didn't. But, I was like, I enjoyed it still, very much enjoyed it, and can't wait to watch it again. But you know, when it comes to Blue Beetle, I mean, a lot, a lot of you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's generic. It was this, it was that. I'm like, yeah, there's things that were generic, but there's things that I thought that added to it when it came to it. And and again, just wanting the little guy to succeed, especially with all the madness that's happening right now. And then of course, yeah, you know, being half Mexican, you kind of go like, you know, with, with this character, you kind of go like, well, you know, part of me is like, hey. Let's see the, you know, let's let that that brown side out of me, you know, and just be like, hey, let's let's see this uh, guy succeed. But, uh, you know, and I like Sholo Mariduana. 
I really do. I like Cobra Kai. Obviously, that was the first time I've had a lot of us got to know who he is. And I thought he did great as Jaime when it came to Blue Beetle. But right here, uh, apparently, when it came to uh, Sholo, he saw Blue Beetle for the first time on his birthday with his parents who were moved. And the quote right here says, it's wonderful to have my family feel represented. That's what all great movies do, regardless of ethnicity. Movies transcend all those labels. Yes, that's what I'm talking about right there. But I will say, when it came to the villain, and it came to, and we're going back to the whole concept art talk, imagine if we got this <laughs> OMAX suit right here. Oh, of Carapax, man. So apparently this was an early concept by Andres Rios. Look at that right there. So instead of, I mean, this looks almost, this looks like, like a demon possessed a mech suit a little bit. So, so they were kind of going an interesting direction, which to be honest, would have been kind of cool to see something like this because I mean, especially if the Yomak suit is uh, get, gotten some of the scarabs, got some of that alien technology, I think it could have been like something like pretty sweet robotics. Yeah, I know. Sabak, I know. Kind of looks like that a little bit, right? But yeah, and then there's that little concept right there. But yeah, I'm like, ugh, that could have been pretty sweet as opposed to looking like, you know, Iron Mongo Mongol. Is that what his name was? Monger? Yeah. Instead of looking like that, it's like, yeah, it could have looked like this. I mean, that's the thing. But concepts, concepts. We always talk about concepts. We talk about concepts earlier. Sometimes they just don't come to fruition. That's that's the thing. They, they don't. They definitely don't. And then they had this right here, you know, adding even more to it. I mean, here he is right here. I actually like the, the one on the left or the right right here. That's pretty sweet. So this is more in tune to what we actually got. Um right here when it came to Carapax. So here's some more concepts. So I, I do like how it looks right here, but we never saw him look, we never we never saw him shirtless. I wish we kind of did. Like we saw him, what what the damage that was, because they talk about that backstory where he did lose his arm and a leg. So we hear about that backstory, but it would have been kind of cool to see a, a, a shot of him, you know, to see like the, the fact that he was part robotic. I think that would have been cool. And I kind of wonder if they did shoot something like that. It could be on, it could have been left on the cutting room floor very well. So, but I do like this. And I was like, damn it. Ah, damn it. Oh, well, but you know, what could he do? Sometimes they just do, they just, you know, have to freaking, ah, uh, uh. but there you go. That's tweets I wanted to share with you. But I also wanted to, before we get into the main topics of today's show, is the fact that, 10 freaking years ago today. That guy. That guy with the good chin. With the good chin. Wearing the bat cow. 10 years ago today, guys. Ben Affleck was announced as Batman. Batman versus Superman. What? 10 years ago. That's blowing my mind. Blowing my mind. And it's funny, too, because when I think about, I, I could tell you, and I've, I've, I've said this before, but I'm going to talk about it again. 
I remember when it was announced, I remember seeing the tweets, like I remember having my phone and seeing the tweets and it being announced that Ben Affleck was going to be playing Batman. I remember obviously when Batman vs Superman got announced at Comic-Con so beautifully, Harry Lennox, the way that they did it in Hall H was so beautiful. Just, ah, it's so great that everybody was like, who's going to be playing Batman? Who's going to be playing Batman? And I even did like a top five. I can't even remember my top five, but what's funny enough is my, I think my, my first choice was actually Joe Meganello who <laughs> ended up, you know, being Deathstroke. But I was like, I thought he would be actually a pretty good Batman, but 10 years ago, 10 years ago today. And I remember I was at my mom's house. I think it was a Sunday. If I'm not, it had to be a Sunday because I, I was doing, uh, this is when I lived really close to her. And of course, naturally you live close to your mom. You don't have a washer or a dryer. So you go to your mom's to do laundry. And that's what I did. I went to, uh, I, I would go to her house like every Sunday and we'd have dinner and I'd do my laundry. So maybe we weren't living. I don't know. That's, that's, you know, that's semantics right there. But I remember seeing that and just kind of going like, what? Ben Affleck. You can go see, you, you can, you can go back into my videos from there. I mean, that's how long I've been doing this. I've been doing YouTube videos forever. Seems like, and you could see my reaction to it. And I was not on board at first. That's what's crazy. I was not on board when it came to Ben Affleck being cast as Batman. I was not on board. I was like, holy crap. That's not who... I was like, huh, oh, really? Ben Affleck? But then I slowly, as I saw people make concept art, you know, I went, oh, okay, I could see this. Yeah, I could, totally. But yeah, you can go back and see my reaction. It's I, I was not I was not a batter at first, but you know. But now, guess what happened? He's my favorite cin cinematic Batman of all time. You know, I mean, we'll see. I was like, all right, is uh, Robert Pattinson gonna end up taking the taking the pedestal? No, but he's still up there. I think Robert Pattinson did a great job. Didn't beat out Batfleck. Now we have another Batman that's gonna be supposedly coming in which we're going to be talking about somebody who was rumored to be putting on that cape and cow, which is very interesting. And uh, do I hope that it maybe he will take the podium? Yes. I always root for the newest thing to be the best thing. I'm not one of those like, Oh yeah, I'll never be, I'll, I'll never, I, I'm not one of those that'll be like, yeah, they will never be topped. It'll never, this is where now it'll never be top. I'm like, no, I hope it gets topped. I want, that's the thing about, this whole thing. It's like, it's all about competition. Make it better than the last one. That's what I hope for, but we'll see. Anyways. So Jimmy guns, that's right. We got Jimmy guns here who, uh, well, he's been doing, he's been kind of busy. He's been kind of busy when it comes to, uh, when it comes to, uh, either debunking or talking about his DCU, on threads. Yes. Obviously he's on threads, not really talking too much on Twitter, but he does come back to Twitter and does answer some things. I mean, let's face it, when when it came to the whole responding to the fact that people that people out there were actually believing that a porn star was going to be playing Lex Luthor, that's right. He couldn't believe it himself. And I couldn't believe it myself too that the fact that people were actually believing that a porn star was going to be playing Lex Luthor. But it was kind of funny because that porn star, said porn star, looked very much like a version of Lex Luthor from the comic books, like big time. Looked like he was ripped straight off the page. 
And but but again, there are people out there that just they have just like how they have it for like a lot of people that but but at the same time, you, you just again, history repeats itself, but it's a different side now. And it always goes back to the whole Harvey Dent line in the Dark Knight, you either die a hero or live long enough, to become the villain where it's like people have just this. Ah, they just have Argh! every time they hear James Gunn, they go, ah, you know, just like when they when people hear Zack Snyder, they go, ah. You know, they just hear that name and they get angry. They get angry. And then they everything that that, you know, that either they do, they're like, ah, he's this, he's that, he's doing that. You know, it's just so funny. You know, biasy is a, an interesting thing. It's a very interesting thing. So, woo, hey, we got Wonder Meg here, Rebel Moon. That's right. We'll be talking about this after all this craziness that uh, when it comes to rumors in the DCU. But thank you, Meg, for being, of course, a member for 31 months. Appreciate it. Appreciate it that. And also check out her reaction video. She did a trailer reaction for uh, Rebel Moon. So go ahead and check that out as well. <clears throat> Who's more excited? Probably her. When it comes to reactions, I don't I don't get as animated, but you know. Anyways, so um what was I at? Let's see. So, well, first off. First off, let's see here. Where was it at? Well, first off, I guess I'll just talk about it and just make fun of it. I already we already talked about it on the Vox stream a little bit, but yeah, there was a you know the scoopsy daisies over there. The scoopsy daisies, basically stating that uh, Ben Affleck was cut from Blue Beetle, like he had a voiceover, and it was cut, and James Gunn did debunk that, which I was thankful for i was like yeah because because it doesn't make any fucking sense but at the same time neither does scooping scooping makes no sense but then well i guess if you want to put some sense into it it's like yeah that's how you you know some people have built their audiences that's how they've uh generated revenue so yeah naturally that's going to be the case you know when it comes to scooping um i you know i just i think it's a slimy business to be in and especially when you just kind of just see some things and you go oh that's that can't be what and then nowadays and that's what i appreciated the fact that when james gunn became the head of dc studios i was like well that's probably a good thing because he will go out of his way to debunk a lot of the stuff i mean of course there's people that just think he lies 24 7 but at the same time, I'm like, well, what do you think these scoopers do? And apparently this scoop, I mean, it wouldn't even make sense that there would be a Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne voiceover. I don't, in Blue Beetle, it's just like, where, how would that even fit in there? I don't know. But that apparently did that. And he was just basically saying like, and there was also like, oh yeah. And apparently there's like a three hour director's cut of Blue Beetle, which of course there probably is a director's cut. I don't think it's three hours. It could be like two and a half. But yeah, he basically debunked all that, which is kind of funny. And again, it's like, well, I mean, the scooping game is kind of dying a little bit, I guess you could say. Maybe it's dying a little bit. And it's been it's been kind of put on pause because the strikes that are all happening. So you kind of just go like, well, you know, they just go like, well, what do we do now? I guess we'll just make shit up. I mean, They've made shit up in the past. They're going to make shit up now, or they're going to take somebody else's scoop and make it their own. I mean, it's a slimy game. It's a slimy game. It totally is. I remember being like into it. And then thankfully the two scoopsy daisies that were happening before the Snyder cut came out, got exposed 
as frauds. But sadly, there's always going to be those frauds out there. And they're always going to try to scoop something, try to make everything into a scoop. Nothing is going to be genuine when it comes to that. And it's sad. It's sad, especially if you go to, uh, you know, full circle event that's supposed to be celebrated by fans and you try to get a scoop out of that. That is fucking sad. I'm just saying. That's sad. And that's what happened. And, you know, these same scoopers are trying to do the same thing when it came to that. So that's dumb. James Gunn debunked all that, which is good. But he did also post this on threads answering somebody right here when it came to building the DCU right here. So look at this. Whoop. All right. So we got this right here where he, oh, I should have did that differently. Hold on a sec. Let me try something. Hold on. I meant to. I am, like I said, trying to get back to uh, that right here. Okay, here we go. So we got this right here. Share the entire page. Here's a question I think you're more likely to answer. Have you given any thought to the lay of the land in the DCU? Where the different cities that the heroes operate are on a map? Will they all be right next to each other or spread out across the country like the source material? DC has some great cities with their own identities. I hope we get to see that. James Gunn answered, we are creating an incredibly detailed world map. Detailed world map. That's good. That's a good thing right there. Yes, something that was lacking. And I think they could really, that could be part of like selling with merchandise. It could be a lot of things and tie it to the comic books. Be a lot of things right there. Because let's face it, when it comes to the Marvel machine, everybody just kind of lived in like either New York City or maybe LA, Malibu. I mean, it's just kind of was like, those were like real locations. When it comes to DC, they don't really have real locations. Your Gotham City, your Metropolis, Star City, Central City. They're not real places. So it, is, it would be kind of cool. It'd be like, oh yeah, let's get a world map where you have these fake cities, but you see where they are on the actual world map. To me, I think that's pretty cool. A world map would be great. And you should release that world map as well. When you talk about the next part of the slate, chapter one or chapter two, whatever, maybe, you know, start releasing some of this stuff like that world map, you know, just show like where's Swamp Thing, where's Batman, you know, obviously just show where everybody's at on the map. I think that would be a pretty cool idea, to be honest. And then another thing. When it comes to casting in the DCU, everybody's already speculating that, of course, Chris Pratt, what role would he play? Because James Gunn is going to bring some people from his Guardians cast, which is totally fine. It's totally fine, guys, because directors do that shit all the time. I mean, I guess if you just hate the person, yeah, yeah you're going to hate the idea. But don't be, don't be, don't be hypocritical when it comes to this. Obviously, we like it when that happens. We like—I always like it when you know directors use the same actors again and again and again, like your Tarantino, your Nolans, your Snyder's. You know, I like it when they do that. So hey, guess what? James Gunn's gonna do it too. Somebody asked right here. I would like some um, from the cast of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy to guest star in the next season of Peacemaker as themselves, like Chris Pratt being himself or Palm herself. And James Gunn said, there are reasons I wouldn't want either of those actors to play themselves in the DCU. Ah, that's right. So, Pom, I mean, let's face it. She, if you watch Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, she is a fucking badass. So, yes, let's get her doing some more badass roles, please. I mean, Mantis was fine, but, you know, she wasn't using her abilities 
James Gunn wasn't using her to her abilities. After watching her in Dead Reckoning, holy shit, she could she could she could play an interesting character. Lady Shiva? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm just saying. Put it out there. But then you got Chris Pratt, and everybody naturally, of course, either goes to like a, a Green Lantern or Booster Gold, which is interesting because, yeah, I can maybe see a Booster Gold, sure. Or just a random character that's not a hero. Maybe he's not going to play a hero. Maybe he'll play a side character for one of the heroes. Could be something like that. Superman Legacy, I'm like, oh, who could he play in Superman Legacy? Eh. But the, the, the automatically your brain just goes, no, it's Chris Pratt. He's got to play a hero, right? Got to play a hero. So Booster Gold's always going to be like that one that everybody always goes to, which... I'd be, I would be okay with, but it's just, but it just seems like it's too obvious, you know, seems like it's a little too obvious. That's just me though. A little too obvious. I think so. A little too obvious, but it's interesting. And what's also interesting too, John Krasinski. <laughs> Why did anybody believe this? Why? Why did anybody anybody believe this? And then it's also funny too. It's like, man, you could really get into a fanboy's brain because I saw somebody who, uh, you know, a Twitter handle that was like that got so upset by the possibility of John Krasinski playing Batman and Batman Brave of the Bold that they like made fun of his nose. Like when you start making fun of like the appearance of these actors, which they can't help unless they get surgery. I was like, holy shit. Like, wow, man. Really? But I'm like, did you really believe this? But yes, guys, that's what was happening. All of a sudden, it was like being spread around that John Krasinski was going to be up for Batman in Batman Brave and the Bold. And I, I went like, what the hell? That's just... No. No. Because, yeah, John Krasinski doesn't scream Batman to me. Now, he's a tall, good-looking dude, but he's a little goofy, right? He's a little goofy. Remember, at one point, he was going to be Captain America. At one point, he was going to be Captain America. So that's what was kind of funny about this. was like, okay, so does he have the chin? No, I don't think, uh, what the heck? That's just very crazy. So this is where it all stemmed from right here. I'm going to pull up this. This is where it started, and you got to love it because eh, these guys, I mean, let's just face it. It's these freaking guys. There it is. Bet, or not bet, I'm sorry. Bill, Jet, Ramey. That's right. Batman on film. Batman on film, guys. Posted just an image, just an image of John Krasinski. That's it. And then everybody like went along with it that, oh my God, he's playing Batman in Batman Brave and the Bold. And then this guy right here who, whoo, yeah. Moonlight Warrior, yeah. Interesting. Posted an image. And then Shadow Knight right here said, John Krasinski is rumored to play Batman in any Muschietti's The Brave and the Bold. No, he's not. No, he's not. I mean, that's the thing. To me, it almost seems like something else. Maybe, I don't know. He's not playing Batman. And I think even some of those guys were like, no, 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 that's not, 
That's not what all that meant. He's not playing Batman. Why would he want to play Batman? John Krasinski, why would he want to play Batman? Again, when you take on a role of Batman, that is a lot to take on, okay? A lot to take on. And why would he actually want to do that? He's a talented filmmaker, first off. So it's like, and this is what I even talk about when it comes to even Ben Affleck continuing as Batman. It's like, as much as like, yeah, we love him. And I think, he, you know, he's my favorite cinematic Batman. It's like, but I get it where it's like after, especially being announced, 10 years later now, and the numerous times that we've seen him as Batman, it's like, now he probably doesn't want to really do that much anymore. Like when people say make the Batfleck film, I'm like, no, that's going to be two to three years out of his life to make uh, this, you know, just grand scale Batman movie, which yes, would have loved to see. But at the same time, I'm going, Ben's in a different place now. Ben is a different place than he was when he was cast 10 years ago as Batman. Now he has a production company that he has with his best buddy, Matt Damon, and they want to make films and want to make sure that the creators and the people involved get paid what they should be paid. That's what he's doing right now, which is better than struggling to make a Batman film. So I'm just kind of going like, why would Krasinski, a filmmaker in a, in and of, of, of itself, to want to make, to be Batman, for the next 10 years. I just don't see that. Now, could this mean that he is in some kind of involvement to be in like Matt Reeves' Batverse? That's what I was thinking. What if he's playing Harvey Dent? I could maybe see that. What if he's just playing another character that's going to show up in Matt Reeves' verse? That's what I was kind of thinking. When I first saw that in this whole Krasinski talk, I went and I think I saw the tweet from, you know, the Bat Film guy, I went, maybe he's going to be in Matt Reeves' Batman Part 2. But then everybody was like, no, he's Batman in Batman Brave and the Bold. And I went, no! No! <sighs> yeah, exactly, Meg. It's like, you know, as much as I want to see Ben Affleck play Batman until he's, you know, 90 years old, I respect what what he's doing right now. He's just in a good place. And I just don't see Krasinski. Yeah, but I could see Krasinski maybe, maybe just joining that, joining that uh, Matt Reeves verse, but we'll see. But yeah, so there you go. That's all the DCU stuff that I was basically seeing. There wasn't like anything uh, else too much, you know, when it came to this. Um, yeah, and just kind of, that's pretty much it. <sighs> Uh, he's talked about debunking and then of course, but yeah, there's nobody that's, I mean, we're not going to hear about who's playing Batman for a long time when it comes to that. Rebel moon, rebel moon. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Well, oh, the trailer, the trailer. Well, first off, uh, obviously, obviously you guys saw the rebel moon presentation, uh, gamerscom, everything like that. Um, and we got Zack Snyder was on stage. He even, uh, released a message too, which, uh, he wanted to, uh, you know, tell people about. So we'll watch that real quick right here. Whoop. All right. That didn't work. There we go. Where's it at? There we go. Okay. So here's the, uh, the message right here. He wanted to give people. There you go. So Tudum got dot com. But yeah, that's what so uh so he did that and then uh, of course announced it, announced uh 
that uh, Rebel Moon. Well, we got some things right here before we start diving into the trailer. But uh, they did announce, of course, that there is going to be, in fact, a video game, which we already knew that there was going to be a video game attached to the Rebel Moon universe and it's going to be super evil megacorp that's going to be partnering with them rebel moon game partnership announced earlier this year super evil megacorp had the privilege of announcing our partnership with netflix in an effort to support a major new ip of course that's never been the full story and we've done our best to stay tight-lipped and patient until the time was right to share more. Zack Snyder took the stage with Jeffrey, uh, what was it, Kine King, or whatever the heck his name is, at Gamescom opening night live 2023 to reveal the trailer for his upcoming sci-fi epic Rebel Moon and the confirmation of our par partnership to work with Netflix and filmmaker Zack Snyder on a Rebel Moon game. We couldn't be more thrilled. But yeah, so you can go over that. It's, I think it's going to be... I, to me, I mean, I guess it's going to be more of a mobile game. It's not going to be like this crazy, you know, it's not going to be like some of the other games out there. But, you know, it's still something. You're still going to tie into it. It's still going to be great. And uh, I'm sure a lot of us are going to be like going down that journey to play it. So it's going to be something pretty damn special right there. So, uh, of course, we had this image from Zach that was released yesterday of uh, Sophia Botella, which... Well, after watching the trailer and seeing how everything goes, you can kind of tell that this is a flashback to when uh, she was, you know, fighting as a soldier and things did not go well. But this is such a crisp, beautiful, beautiful photo right here. My God. My God. It's just so freaking great. So freaking great. And then, of course, he did answer... Uh, Oh, wait, where was that other one? This one right here. There's some more things, too, that were answered when it came to rebel moon which you know just go to tadam just like he said in there right here where did the idea of rebel moon first come from and what were your inspirations i love i have a love of putting the team together movies he talked about this talk about dirty dozen magnificent seven what's funny about this is like we all know we all know that rebel moon was at one point Zack snyder's pitch for a star wars film he does not really mention star wars he did not really mention star wars up on stage, which I thought was interesting, but it does say it right here. I saw lightly briefly as a potential Star Wars movie. And then after Army of the Dead, it just felt like during the pandemic, it really just stated uh, into a real, a real movie. While Army of the Dead was probably still in post, I was pitching it to Netflix's follow up. So it was just kind of funny because I was like, wow, he didn't mention Star Wars up on stage, but he did mention it when obviously it comes here. And by the way, guys, there's going to be way more content. That's going to be coming out this week when it comes to Rebel Moon. You all know that something happened last week. Obviously, we talked about it here, teased it here, that things happened last week. I might have met with somebody who was over there. You saw a picture, you know, going to be more talking about when it comes to what they they got when it came to that. Why make this film at Netflix versus a traditional studio model of these franchises? There were a lot of advantages for me to do it at Netflix. Well, yeah, they gave them free range to do a lot of things. Other studios don't tend to do that. One, I had had a great experience on the Army films. I produced Army of Thieves and I produced and directed Army of the Dead. And it just felt like they were so great. And so they were the one, the first ones I pitched the idea to. I'm sure if they had said no, I could have ended up somewhere else. But they were very enthusiastic and into it. And also the structure of what I wanted to do with the two movies, with the releases, 
being kind of close together only on a streamer could do. But we want it to be out in theaters. What are your feelings about releasing this teaser to the fans across the globe after years of building the Rebel Moon? Just super excited. It's always fun to release a trailer for the first time. We've had a few of these releases, and it's always exciting and good fun. This is a big franchise with a female character at the center. What drew you to cast Sofia Batella as the heroine? She's more than I uh, ever could have hoped for. Honestly, I pitched her from the beginning. I had her in mind for some reason that happens to, to me with casting. And we all know that Zack Snyder has excellent casting. I'll see someone and be like, I'm going to put them in a movie. I'm going to figure it out. She was the this mysterious quality. She has this mysterious quality. She's super physical. Yes, she is. Have you seen her like workout photos? Holy Lord. Her background as a professionally trained dancer was useful, no doubt. Yes, totally no doubt. We don't have to go like totally into all this right here. We'll get to uh, breaking down the trailer. Ed Screen plays, uh, you know, of course, he's playing the villain right here. Ed is a nutcase in this movie. I mean, as a person, he's amazingly disciplined and dedicated and uh, meticulous. But his character, Noble, is completely unhinged, and he really does a great job. The cool thing about the character is, unlike a traditional bad guy, He's the status quo. He's the government. He's not an, an outlaw or a criminal. He represents law and order. So he's not running from anything. He's not hiding from anything. Everyone's hiding from him. It's a cool dynamic for a bad guy, and he really embraced it. And the training, of course, he and Sophia did 99% of the fighting themselves, and they did such an amazing job. Woo! And then, of course, the big-time thing talking about the director's cut, the film... We'll eventually have a director's cut. What can fans be excited to see? The director's cut is close to an hour extra of content. Hour! Ah! So I think it's legitimate, uh, legitimate extended universe version. You really get to see a lot. It's just more painted in all the way. The director's cut is a settle in deep dive, which I have notoriously done throughout my career. I don't know. I don't know how I got into the director's cut thing, but what I will say about is that for me, the director's cuts have always been something I had to fight for in the past and nobody wanted it. You hear that, Warner Brothers? Huh? Okay. It was the it was this bastard child that I was always trying to put together and because they felt like there was a deeper version and with Netflix, we shot scenes just for the director's cut. So we already had it going into it, which is great. So in that way, it's really a re revelation because it gives that second kick at the can for big fans, like a real discovery that they would not otherwise get. I'm really excited about it. You're clearly a big fan of the genre. What excites you the most about this film and can't wait and then... You know, basically saying for me, it's just really sort of the endless rabbit holes that we've kind of dug for everybody and for ourselves, frankly. But in the world building aspects of making this movie, we really have endured to leave or endeavored to uh, leave no stone unturned and go as far as we could. It's like the movie ended and the and the movie will end for everyone who's watching it. But the way that the movies are made is like a snowball rolling down a hill. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So let's go ahead and uh, let's go through this freaking movie right here or this uh, trailer right here. Teaser trailer, which it does tease because you don't really get a sense of too much what's going on. 
but it's three and a half minutes. My God, it's three and a half minutes, and it's just so freaking awesome. Even the even the Netflix logo. Okay, did anybody else get like Man of Steel vibes a little bit right here with like you know the way that they did the logos on there? You just gotta kind of love that. You know, make the logo a thing, not just like this cool little ha ta dum. Jimmy, God, I mean, I mean, come on, look at that shot, look at that shot. Look at that shot. I mean, we, we all know that, that, that Zack Snyder does great in fields with sun. We, we all, we all seen Zack Snyder justly when, when Clark is out in the field. And like I said, in my reaction, so perfect that Anthony Hopkins was actually narrating this entire tra trailer. So perfect. Of course, you have Anthony Hopkins. You make him the narrator of this trailer. Yeah. Remember, Junkie XL is doing the score for this. <laughs> Redeemer. Look at that shot right there. Approaching some planet that has, of course, life on it. Flashback right here. Character, look at that shot right there. So we got like the all-seeing eye thing going on with these uh, when they put these hoods on them, but that also has a tear coming off of them. That is interesting. Kind of makes you wonder who's under those hoods. And we got the farmers. Second is artsy, artsy shots like that. I just love that. But yeah, we got the farmers right there. We got Look at that. There's some big birds in this universe. That's for damn sure. But it's kind of funny. I like this guy's wearing like feathers right there. And then so somebody died right there. So we got a little funeral thing happening. See, back, there's going to be backstories for every freaking character. We're going to see why they are who they are now. Look at that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like the space Nazis are here. <laughs> Man. Dark. Dark. Look at that. There it is. Action is just so great. And Sophia's doing most of it. You gotta love it. Look at that. It was part of this flashback, obviously, right there. Ah, so much in that shot right there. Oh, look at that shot. That shot's beautiful. My God. That's a beautiful shot. Holy crap. Oh, oh. All right, this, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm a little arachnophobic. I've said this before, so ah, this, this is going to be, you know, this, this is going to be, but it, remember, this is Harmada. That's right, not Hamada, but it's Harmada. Harmada, Jenna Malone right there. You could tell by her face, but yeah, this is the uh, spider slash 
you know, hybrid kind of thing right here. But it's just kind of funny how he named it Harmada. Oh, boy. There we go. We got those. We got the, I, I don't know what exactly he's going to call them, but, you know, his version of lightsabers right here. Woo-wee. So good. Woo-woo. Molten swords. Ah, oh, look at that. Ah, fighting with Harmada. Nice. There's Mr. Uh, there's Mr. Oliver Queen <laughs> right there in his green hood, which again, uh, you know, if I get Zach back on the Vox stream, I'm going to have to like ask, hey, yeah, Charlie Hunnam, would it be? Will it be? Yeah, I mean, you, get, you even got some like, I mean, I'm getting some Man of Steel Krypton vibes right here. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, there he is. There's the guy. Ray Porter. I love it that he's in the trailer. I was wondering if he was going to show up in the trailer, but yes, there is uh, Mr. Darkseid himself. He has a small role. He has a small role, but apparently it's a really good role. So, you know, he's probably going to do something where he makes some kind of... He looks like he's an inventor, right? When it comes to Ray's character right here, he like invents something. He's probably very snarky, you know, probably kind of a dick. Which I hope, you know, and that's totally cool. I love that. I just think like, yeah, but he's all, he's gonna play he's gonna play a significant role right there. So, gotta love Ray. Slow motion. There's Goro right there. Yeah, yeah, we got a four armed dude right there. <laughs> there he is too. The other Ray. Mr. Ray Fisher is right here. So he's looking Mr. Blood Axe with a big fucking gun. Look at this. And then we got this right here. So apparently there's going to be like this dude right here, like connects with some mythical creatures on these planets. So we got like this, you know, Griffin little, you know, kind of, half whatever and half bird thing. That's going to be a cool scene. Love that. It's a really cool shot. Ugh. Got that. And then, of course, we got him just like, geez, he's got a scar on his boob. And we got these. We've seen these costumes right here. These, like, priest type. So, got to wonder what is happening right there. See, there's going to be, I mean, he's really even pulling from his bird movie, guys. I mean, my God. He's going to have animals that are just, look at that. I mean, that's a cool shot. Well, before that, but I like that how she just like it slows down right as she touches the wing. Yeah. Then you got this. What the hell is that? Ah, oh, what is going on here? This is my favorite shot of the whole thing. Jimmy. Either he took some crazy robotic acid and is tripping balls, 
or something significant is happening because obviously we're going to see a journey with this robot. It's not going to just be R2D2 or C3PO just constantly like, oh my God, and worried about his life. But man, this shot right here, that is beautiful. Flashback. Very uh, Clone Wars. Huh? So Charlie Hunnam's character is like teary-eyed right there. So interesting. Wondering what's happening there. There's another uh, one of the lightsaber type swords, I guess you could say. No much. Was that the, that was a, hold on. Go back. He's doing the kick, right? Yes. The 300, the Leonidas kick. See, and then he got Jimmy right there. <laughs> We're going to see a journey with Jimmy. See, then he had that too. So we got the eye. Of course, it doesn't have the tear in it. He's wearing like a he's wearing like a normal tie and a shirt right there. Very interesting. See, we got a more of a, a we're gonna have like a kind of lightsaber fight right there between them. There it is. So we don't have to wait too much. We don't have to wait too long for part due. We have to wait like four months, which is great. Thank God. April 19th. Hmm. Um, part one, A Child of Fire. Part two, The Scar Giver. I love that title of part two. Holy crap, do I love that. The Scar Giver. You gotta love that. There you go. So there it all is, guys. My God. So much. So much right there. Jesus. Just got to love it. Got to love it. Got to freaking love it. Whoops. I cannot wait. Titles go very hard. Very hard. And, uh, yeah, this, I mean, again, this, again, like, I know, like, I have talked about it many times and just, like, this is why, if you look at how things are right now, Zach, being over at Netflix, creating worlds from the ground up is, I, I and I'll, hey, hot take, guys, hot take, and feel free to use this against me, anybody out there, hot take, I prefer him doing this over the Justice League sequels, especially with things now, the way that they are now. And everything's just kind of, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. I'm like, this, this, this is original, something different. Look at what happened. Well, you know, as much as I love the DC stuff and everything like that, but let's face it, everything's just a little crazy right now. And I'm glad he's over here doing this. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad he's over here doing this. I prefer him doing this. Passion project, 20 years in the making. That's what it's all about. Okay. That's what it's all about. And guys, we need to help this movie. So put down all the other stuff, all the energy that you have at throwing 
you know, your digital dung at James Gunn and all the energy you're doing with like wanting to Warner Brothers to sell something to another company, which is whatever. Take all that energy and push it and put it all behind Rebel Moon, please. Take that energy or at least a good portion of that energy and push it to Rebel Moon. Because if you guys noticed at the end of the trailer, what did it say? Only on Netflix. But wait, I thought we were going to get a theatrical release. Well, things are shit right now. As I just said, a lot of things are in shambles. Netflix included. Sounds to me. And we're going to probably find more. We're going to find more about this as the week goes on, is that, yes, this is not likely getting a theatrical release as of right now. But luckily enough that with the trailer coming out and all this information that fans have done what the fans do, which is this is when it's good. This is when it's great. And it was funny because I was thinking like, okay, should there should there be a campaign for a hashtag or something like that? And then it was like, yeah, discussions were happening. And then it's like, well, let's, you know, and someone said, hey, let's let's just let it let it be and see what happens. And sure enough, the hashtag Rebel Moon in theaters. Is that what it was? <laughs> Rebel Moon in theaters or Rebel Moon in cinema worldwide. Hashtag. Those were the two hashtags right there that started trending because you see that trailer, you see the visuals, you see the scope of that movie. You want to see it on the biggest fucking screen you can find. I don't want to watch that at home. I mean, I, I mean, of course I'll watch it at home, but the first time I want to watch that on a big, huge screen with big, loud freaking speakers, Dolby, whatever the shit, you know, I want to see it like that. But when I saw only on Netflix, I went, ah, that's not good. This movie needs to be in theaters for a little bit of a run. So push it, push it, put a lot of your energy into pushing it and use those hashtags, come up with different hashtags, anything that that a hashtag that has to do with it being released in movie theaters, at least for a limited release. Army of Army of the Dead did, but again, things are just crappy right now. So please utilize it. I mean, it's one of those things where like when 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 Zack Snyder Justice League came out, we should have been pushing for that to get a temporarily release in theaters. And we should have like maybe pushed for that. And we kind of, you know, we didn't. And then we were trying to push it after after seeing it in IMAX for full circle, but you know, it was a little too late, a little too late, not too late for this, obviously, because we still have to December. So, you know, if you want to create some campaigns to push it, if you want to do it, push it, push it good. Keep pushing it because this thing needs help. And I really hope and I really hope that, you know, I don't know if it's probably not going to happen next year, but maybe the year after there can be another full circle event. It probably wouldn't be called full, full circle because that represented uh, his DC trilogy, but it could be just like some kind of rebel moon 
maybe the we'll finally get and it, it would actually work together. Ooh, that would be a good idea, man. If you were to, but then again, we still do have part three that's supposed to be coming out Rebel Moon, but it would be pretty sweet. To, like if the next Zack Snyder weekend event, Snyder Con, Snyder Con three would be like, hey, we got the director's cut of Sucker Punch, and then we got the director's cuts of Rebel Moon part one and part two on the big screen. On the big screen. That's what we want. Then again, maybe he won't have another SnyderCon until all three parts are out, which then could just be all the director's cut on cuts on the big screen, which I will definitely attend again. And uh, man, that's going to be something pretty freaking awesome. But right, but right now, guys, push it. Push that. Push it. Rebel Moon IMAX, yeah, I want to see it in IMAX, but but right now it seems like the two main the two main main ones are uh, Rebel Moon in theaters and uh, Rebel Moon in cinema worldwide. That's what it's looking like right now. So I'm just saying, push it, push it good. All right. Blue Beetle box office. Hey, yeah. Well, I'm already, you know, I was obviously, we know the box office is not that good when it comes to Blue Beetle. Um, will it have legs? Eh, maybe, maybe not. I know the cinema score was like a B plus or a B or something like that. And a lot of people are like, yeah, this movie ain't going to have legs. So let's just kind of briefly look at the box office right here, which it's like, eh, all right. Uh, opening was going to be better, but yes, uh, currently, uh, obviously it did dethrone Barbie, but not by much. And uh, currently it sits, I think, with the actual legit numbers, it sits at 45.8 still. So 18.6, man. I really thought, really was thinking that maybe like uh, some more of the international would come out. But sadly it did not. But that's where it sits right now. 27.2, 45.8. So didn't make the splash. I mean, we didn't think it was going to make a huge splash. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. And then, of course, we have Oppenheimer, which is now just like, I mean, Oppenheimer is still doing very well, too, at 722.7. That's good. And then, of course, Barbie sitting just pretty at uh, basically $1.3 billion. Strays also came out, too. Only made 8, 8.2, 11.2. I wonder how much that one cost. I do want to see it. Looks very interesting. But, yeah, Blue Beetle doing this. Doing that. So... So, what does this have? How does this affect the DCU? Greatly, <laughs> it does. Let's face it; it's it does affect it great uh, greatly. And you know, I know some people think I'm some kind of James Gunn shill, and I'm totally not. Don't love the guy. Don't hate the guy. Kind of in the middle, and just seeing like he has a lot of pressure on him. His hair is going to become transparent and maybe fall out. He went from like you know. Hair like color similar to mine to just just white, <laughs> and now taking on this job, it's again it's just gonna fall out. He's gonna be bald now because my god, who would have thunk it? I mean, I guess they probably considered it. I'm kind of wondering what was talked about when it came to at the beginning of the year releasing the DCU slate with four movies coming out that probably were just gonna be throwaways, which they are. I guess you could say, even though. Like, I thought The Flash was going to do at least something, some kind of something. Seemed like that was going to be the case, but it didn't. And then Blue Beetle, I was hoping to be a sleeper hit. We'll see the legs. 
And then, of course, we've got Hawkman and Lost Kingdom, which doesn't stand a chance. But when it comes to Blue Beetle not doing well, obviously, uh, Mr. Soto, Manuel Soto, talked about, oh, yeah, I hope I get a sequel because the sequel, we would actually start digging into the Reach, which we talked about on the Vodka stream. That'd be cool to, like, incorporate the Reach, which you never know. Maybe James Gunn, while building this world, he might be thinking about something like that. Obviously, he did announce Booster Gold. So, so even though the movie... Might not do that well, might not even turn a profit, probably not going to turn a profit because, again, if it's a 104 budget, $104 million budget, it needs to get past $300 million. doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Who knows? But I think with the popularity of Sholo Maridwanya and the fact that there was a lot of positivity that came out with this, now, are we going to get the Blue Beetle sequel? Likely not. But we could still get Jaime Reyes into the DCU. He could still have a presence, still be there, and there could still be the story that they did establish here when it came to Ted Cord. We could still have that. So I don't think that just because this movie is not doing gangbusters that it's not going to be incorporated in the DCU. I think he very much still could be because they could they probably chalked it up as, yeah, not good at the box office, but a lot of positivity, critically, audience, they really like Sholo. He's a rising star. They like the costume. There's certain things that they liked. We could still incorporate that into this. Again, Gunn has a lot. This just increase, increases the, the monkey on his back. It really does. Like Superman legacy and everything that he's coming up with better. I mean, and it seems like just the fact that he's creating like this big world map, that is something like, okay, cool. Have a plan. Because let's face it, when it comes to Disney with Star Wars and even Marvel, sometimes it just with recent things, don't feel like they had a plan. Don't feel like they had a plan. So maybe they'll have a plan. Let's have a plan when it comes to this. And hopefully that'll be the case. So I think we'll see Jaime again just not in a sequel to Blue Beetle. And then finally, when I mean, Mr. Uh, Manuel Soto, <laughs> he, uh, where is it at here? Oh, here we go. Apparently, in an interview, kind of let something slip. And who knows if it's actually true? I mean, who knows? This could be, I mean, it, was it a slip? Maybe, possibly, but I don't know. I guess time will tell, but it was very interesting. And I went, what the hell? A lot of us went, what the, what is going on here when it comes to it, when it comes to uh, Bane? That's right, Bane. Because apparently Soto, Mr. Manuel Soto had a pitch for Bane at one point. So did Dave Batista, wanting to get Bane into, you know, have his own movie or whatever. But apparently, according to this right here, according to this quote, when he talked about he let it slip about Matt Reeves has plans for Bane and the Batverse. So I came up with the idea of, a, of the Bane movie, but he's in Matt Reeves' universe with Batman. I don't know what's going to happen now with the new regime, but that was my main attempt. What? The shit you say, Mr. Soto. What? I mean, first off, I'm sure he'd probably do a good Bane movie. But the fact of the matter is, it's like, okay, so Bane in Matt Reeves' universe, huh? And some people, you know, when I was, when I posted on Twitter about that, and a lot of people were like, well, that doesn't really fit in Matt Reeves' universe. I'm like, well, I mean, obviously it's going to be a different take. Now it's not going to be the same take as Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, I mean, let's face it, that wasn't, I mean, it was Bane, but it wasn't the, you know, it didn't one like he hit the, and get all, you know, with all the venom going through his veins and getting all big and strong. 
it wasn't that. So, but I, but then remember the, the drug, what's the drug that's being all passed around Gotham city? What are they called? Drops? Whatever. I mean, Matt Reeves universe is not beyond the fantastical. I think Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Christopher Nolan pulled Batman into reality. Matt Reeves is pulling reality into Batman. It's different. So you could still have fantastical elements with these characters. So I'm just kind of thinking like when I was thinking about this, I'm like, yeah, I could see it. Could see it happening. Now we don't know if it's all true, but I was just like, yeah, Bane and Matt Reeves. Yeah, could There could be something there. And they could have the Venom element in it as well. Drops, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, there's the drugs. There's that. Maybe it's like some some kind of form of that. Who knows? And he just pumps it into his brain or into his veins. So I'm like, okay, they could do something with Bane. Bane is not so fantastical. It's not like, you know, obviously there was the talk about Clayface at one point, which I think the Silver Age Clayface would work in Matt Reeves' universe. Maybe not the most recent one, you know, that was created by Batman, the animated series, and him being, you know, the, the big clay monster type. But I think they could, I think Batman Reeves could pull off a, a genuine vein in his and fit him into his world. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued if it's true. I'm definitely intrigued if it's true. <sighs> Is the pressure big on gun? Sure, but let's not try to set this man up for some. Yeah, there's that too. But the pressure is up there. It really is. But I think uh, with a good enough gap, with a good enough gap between Aquaman and then Superman Legacy, I think people will, you know, let's face it, you know, the superhero genre is going to die down a little bit. So it just needs to, you know, die down a little bit and then come back. And if Gunn can pull off something that was not pulled off over at the Marvel machine, I think we'll be in. And, you know, I, hey, hey. James Gunn should set out to piss off Kevin Feige. So I'm just saying, like, in a way where it's like Kevin Feige goes, oh, shit, I guess we should have done that. That's what James Gunn should do. He should set out to piss off Kevin Feige. <laughs> to be like, oh, wow, he did that? He's doing that? What? Crazy. All right, let's get to some questions. Well, all right. Let's see what we got when it comes to questions right here. All right, here we go. All right, let's start off with Eric. Hey, Dave. Quick, quick thoughts on the Rebel Moon trailer. The opening moments are are a beautiful nod to Gladiator. There you go. That is a that is a Gladiator nod right there. Didn't even think about that. Sophia Batella's character. As a anesthesia-esque lost princess. Yeah, could be something like that. Love the little references. Eager to see more. Yeah, I know. Cannot wait for more. Good old Russ. Were your so-called technical difficulties yesterday your excuse to cover Rebel Moon today? No, Dad. <laughs> Ryan. Hey, Dave, new Superman corn sweat is 30. 
will be 32 when, when Legacy comes out. Cavill was 30 when Man of Steel came out. 33 when BVS came out. Affleck was 43 when BVS came out. That's a lot of numbers, but how old do you think the new DCU Batman will be? I mean, I'm guessing like mid to late 30s. I don't know. That's what my guess was, mid to late 30s. It's not going to be Krasinski. Darkness under the, the wind. Dave, question number one. With more misinformation being debunked by Gunn, could you see this leading to every scooper who gets things wrong, losing their reputation and having a big downfall? Well, it's already kind of happening, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, they'll just come up with more BS. But that's the thing. It's going to be interesting because, like I said, it's just it's not going to be as there's not going to be as much to scoop, you know, until Superman. I mean, I guess Superman legacy, they're going to be going full, full, full Haas on that, but I don't know. Question two, if Bane does appear in the Matt Reeves universe, who would you like to play him? And not Batista. Let's just get somebody kind of unknown. I don't know. Get somebody unknown in there. I know Batista was going for it. Maybe Batista will still do it. You know, that could be something pretty good, too. Batista has shown that out of, like, the wrestlers that become actors, he has become, like, the best actor. You want to think about it when it comes to, like, you know, Stone Cold, Dwayne Johnson, John Cena. I think, yeah, I think Batista has really shown himself to actually take. He's not just doing action movies. He's doing he's actually doing dramatic roles. Number three, do you see Zack Snyder being given the opportunity to do a third Rebel Moon film if the first and second films do well? I think they've already pretty much given it to him. Hopefully. Mr. Nobody, super excited for Rebel Moon, but since it's a two-parter, can we expect a part three? Yes. Also, will this be in theaters? Not at the moment. That's why it said only on Netflix. Jacob Rangel, or Rangel. Rangel? 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 Do you think... The Andy, do you think that Andy is going to want to keep the title brave and bold, or do you think he'll want to change it? They might end up changing it. I think that was just like kind of like a, a filler, you know? Cooper Knox, if Zack Snyder can go balls out with a full-blown sci-fi movie, imagine what he could pull off with a monster movie, right? That would be pretty insane. Adrian Woodbanks, is Blue Beetle Latino top-heavy? Have you not watched the trailers? Um, what I mean is, is there a lot that I won't be able to understand? Like, was it mainly in Spanish? No. Also, is it worth going to watch? Yes. If you like movies, you like a little, you like a little sci-fi superhero movie that reminds me of an '80s adventure movie. Absolutely. Go check it out. Watch a matinee where you pay like less money than regular. Latino top heavy. I thought that was funny. Uh, Andrew Wellington reason for DC's failures because of James Gunn period. <laughs> See, these are the morons right here. Uh, apparently if James Gunn was not running DC studios and didn't get the job at the end of last year, these movies that came out this, this year, like Shazam, flash blue beetle, they'd all be successful. According to this guy's logic. This is, again, it's so weird. I've never hated somebody this much <laughs> where you just blame them for everything. Like, I mean, this goes even to politics. I remember back in 2015, I kept on, I would tweet out, like, ignore Trump. You hate him so much, you should stop talking about him. Then he will go away. Guess what happened? They didn't stop talking about him, and he didn't go away. 
the people who just, I mean, there are, there are people that talk about James Gunn that hate him more than the people who like him. It's a weird thing, but I love the proclamation period. Jamon Watson, Dave, I'm not going to be on this Twitter question for two years until new Superman comes out, but I'm going to say this Rebel Moon is good and I'm ready for the RPG game because I'm a sucker for gaming. And also Crypto will be in Superman Legacy. Oh, that's right. There was some stuff right there. I didn't bring that up. Maybe I'll talk about it tomorrow if there's some things. If, uh, if I do do a stream tomorrow. And then Devon Wooter, Dave, Rebel Moon trailer was so goddamn amazing. How many times you watched the trailer? For me, it's like 50. Yeah, I watched it a few times. Would be so stupid if they don't release the movie in theaters. And did you, yeah, I know it would be. And did you see the tweet about Nerdrotic talking about Blue Beetle? Can, can do a rant about that tweet. Oh, yeah, because something about tacos on it. I don't know. Those guys, I, again, when it comes to that side of the, of the YouTube sphere, they do it just to, I mean, they do it just to rile up people. I mean, it's no, it's what they do. You know, I know people hate that guy like big time. They, they really hate that guy. I really don't, you know, I'm like, whatever, but I, I see what they, I mean, that's what they do. That's what they do. They, they know they want to call everything woke and they want to do all that just so then people get riled up. I mean, that's just what they do. And just, again, if you just ignore it, guess what? Did I post it on? No, I didn't. I did not. I thought I posted it on YouTube, but it turns out I did not. Okay. Just wanted to make sure of that. Yeah, he's just baiting people. That's what he does. That's what they do. Even the stuff in Spanish. Yeah, exactly. But it's not a, it's not a lot of Spanish. Not a lot of Spanish in there. But yeah, they wanted to do that. So then people are like start blowing, you know, they start. I saw it on my timeline too. We're like, oh, look at this racist stuff. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, just immediately just go to that and they know that's they're utilizing that as a tool you know to rile people up so then you get the more engagement and then of course those people end up watching the video and blah 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 it's just the same thing it's the same thing it's what they do but it's it's fine it's part of the brand it's part of the brand it's like it's up to you the, the people who are complaining about it well whether they should complain about it or not so and to me, to me, anytime it gets brought up, I just go, yeah, that's what they do. That's what those guys do. And I could respect the, I could respect that hustle for sure. And uh, do I necessarily think that, that that dude just walks out and just hates everything that doesn't have a white face on it? Not necessarily, but I don't even really know. I don't really watch the video. So, you know, for all I know, who knows? Anyways. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, obviously, I'm StreamYard, and I'm like, oh, wow, I don't have my uh, intro and outro music uh, like normal. Don't have my stuff. Uh, but I'll try to get that fixed and try to get that going. But uh, yeah, when it comes to a stream tomorrow, we'll play it by ear. I mean, there's some things that I didn't get to today that maybe I'll just push into tomorrow's stream. If there's enough things to talk about, I think Ahsoka is coming out too. So we'll be able to talk about that. Uh, we'll play it by ear, though. Um, We'll see. And, you know, if I don't do a stream, I'll probably do a members only stream. So I'll announce that. And uh, but yeah, so if there's not a stream tomorrow, because since, you know, I had to push yesterday's stream to today. Um, yeah, I think we'll be, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll just play it by ear for now. But if I don't, I'll definitely do a members only stream like I do every Wednesday. But, you know, I'm, I think I think I already have, a, you know, there's a couple things at least I could talk about tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. Anyways, guys. 
Appreciate it. Thank you for being patient when it comes to, uh, you know, some technical difficulty stuff when it came to me yesterday, but I uh, appreciate it, guys. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up. Hit that notification bell. Become a member if you want to be part of that members-only stream. We've got the Patreon right there if you want to support the channel. We've got all the other sock meds that are around me as well. You guys are awesome. Thanks for spending some time with me. Talk to you later.